Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, well, here we are. This is Patrick Timpone. A uh, very pleasant good afternoon to you, if I can find my right thing here. Oh, there I am. And this is OneRadioNetwork.com. It's about noon central time. Noon central time on OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, our guest now is a gentleman who, uh, he's from New South Wales, Australia. He's a musician, an artist. He's been experimenting with uh, computer stuff forever. And he's found a whole lifetime of work really looking into uh, um, um, who's running the show, who wants to run the show, who wants to control you. The crowhouse.com is his website. His name is Max Egan. And Mr. Egan is right here with us, and we're going to say hi to him and check in. Max Egan, such an honor to talk to you. Been, I've been a fan for a long time, sir. Well, it's nice to be here, brother. It should be good chat. Yes. Thanks for having me on. So what are you doing in Acapulco? I thought you were in New South Wales. Well, I was, but it sort of got uh, kind of um, necessary for me to leave. Things were sort of starting to go a little bit pear-shaped in Australia, so <laughs> uh, I was starting to close a lot of people down, and I just kind of intuitively felt I, it was time to go so I mm. could keep talking. Really? I thought at uh, you know, such a crucial time, all voices are needed, and um, if I stay there, I, I just figured I wasn't going to be able to continue for much longer, so I left. And uh, as soon as I did, everything went crazy. They actually went and visited my house or my sister's house. They went and visited my mailing address anyway. And um, they um, started looking for me. They shut down all my bank accounts a couple of weeks after I left. They they, uh, did a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah, it it would appear that my intuition was correct. And I I got out at the right time. Yes, sir. How long have you been Mm -hmm. doing this? Talking about what you believe is important for people? How long? Well, I've been doing it. I mean, I've been researching it my whole life since I was a kid. But um, I started speaking out in chat rooms and things when 9-11 happened. I mean, it sort of became necessary. I was playing in bands up till then. And it was always like, as a research hobby, you know, like you, mm-hmm. you, you've got your thing that you do. But you're looking at this, you know, dark conspiracy that you know is going on behind the scenes, and you're sort of looking at it, and you, we're all waiting for this big event to happen where they're going to usher in their new world order, but you never really think it's going to happen in your lifetime, you know. Mm-hmm. Then when 9-11 happened, I thought, oh, this is, here it is. <laughs> they're this, serious. This, this event. <laughs> yeah, they're this serious. Is, they've just killed, hmm. you know, 2,993 people or something live on TV. This is serious, you know. So... Um, then at that point, my life kind of switched and activism and research became my main forte, what I do out of necessity and um, music became a hobby. You know, I mean, it, it gets to a point where you've got all this information and, and if you're not sharing it, well, you know, you're part of the problem. What are you so, going to do? So yeah. here you are in, in, in New South Wales and talking about this and you had the intuitive sense that you needed to get out of there. A uh, couple questions. How were you able to get out without a vaccine? And who were the people? Do you know who exactly they were that start shutting your bank accounts and doing the whole thing? I mean, who are they? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, sir. Um, I was able to get out like two weeks before the vaccine mandates came in where you couldn't leave before. That was going to come in on October 30 or or the ne- November 1st or something like that, mm-hmm. the vaccine mandates were coming in. And I found out, well, you know, there's ways you can get out of the country. I mean, it got to the point where you actually got to get permission to leave the country. Wow. 
this is this is kind of this is getting weird, you know. <laughs> and then I'm having these intuitive feelings I need to leave. <clears throat> so what I did was I wrote to a friend of mine in the United States who runs a a, a cell phone company, and he sent me an invitation because that's the only way you could leave the country was you had to leave by you know by business invitation. You had to go for at least three months, and when you look they say, well, you know, are you aware that by leaving, returning to Australia may be difficult and expensive? You've got to sort of do all this sort of stuff. It's mm. kind of weird. So I put out that feeler. I thought, okay, well, it's getting weird. You've got actually got to get permission to leave. So I'm going to write to someone and see if I can get permission to leave, just so it's there. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy sent me an invitation, very professional invitation. It's all the great stuff, you know. Please get your visa so we can arrange your flights. And, of course, we're going to accommodate you. And all, all rubbish, all made up, completely manufactured. But it was professional. It was from a company. I applied to the government, and they gave me permission to leave. Hmm. So it's interesting, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was getting these intuitive feelings, should I go, should I go. And um, as I'm, I actually got to the point where I booked a flight, and I, I was right up to clicking, you know, doing it, and I just click cancel and said no and then waited a week and then during that week i got that invitation arrive and then during that week i get a letter from a police officer saying uh we'd like to talk to you we, we know that you go and speak at several activist events we know you're not the organizer but we think we'd like to have a chat with you anyway hmm. i'm thinking this is really strange why are the police sending me an email and I'm thinking, well, it's because they don't know where I am. All they've got is my mailing address and my car registration address, which is not my actual physical address. And I don't go anywhere for them to actually spot me or see me. Any. All I go is to the shop in town. I'll never go into town or do anything. So they don't really know where I am. You know, and in, in other ways, perhaps it was one of the police giving me a, a warning shot over the bow, you know letting me know that they were sort of interested in me. Because yes. I found out later that a lot of cops actually listen to my show. Uh -huh. So it's uh, there's a lot of cops in Australia who are actually awake. There's a whole group called Cops for COVID Truth hmm. in Australia. Hmm. So um, And the, the head of that is actually a fan of the show. I meant to have him on about a year ago, but I just haven't got around to it. But um, so, yeah, all this stuff's happening. So I'm just thinking, well, okay, all this stuff's going on. I should go. And I just booked the flight. And I left. And then I found out, like, two weeks later, they um, changed it so that you needed vaccines to leave. I got out just before that happened. Ooh. I got into the United States, and I was going to – while I was in the United States, I was going to go visit a friend in Arizona. I was going to go to Philadelphia. I was going to stay there for about a month mm -hmm. and then come to Mexico. And I was in L.A., and I'm thinking – I was there for, like, four days, and I thought – I just, it took me four days to recover from the flight. The flight was ridiculous. When I left Australia, I actually had to fly from Brisbane to Singapore and then fly from Singapore to LA. Whoa. It was, it was, it was actually only, it was only one airline that was actually working. It was crazy, you know? So, so it took me like, you know, nearly, nearly a day and a half. Like it was a 12 hour, an eight hour flight to Singapore, wait 12 hours for another flight and then 16 hours to LA. It was just crazy, yeah. you know? And um, But then I'm, I'm in LA and I'm thinking, uh, I've got to go. I've got to go to Mexico. So I just left. I, I left um, on the 16th and came to Mexico. And then I, I came to Mexico, got my six-month visa, as they give you. And then two days after I arrived in Mexico, they changed the visa uh, requirements in, in Mexico. And they were only granting people 30-day visas really? because so many people were coming to Mexico. Oh. And, and then um, I'd been in Mexico four days. And I get a message from my sister that the police have just visited her house looking for me. 
um, because I'm threatening to kill police officers and so they need to talk to me. And she's just gone, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> my brother would, wouldn't kill a fly, you know. And, um, and then um, a week after that, all my bank accounts, I got a letter from the bank saying, uh, we've decided you're not the type of client oh. we wish to do business with. We're giving you uh, until the end of the month to withdraw all of your money from our account. Oh, wow. If you haven't withdrawn it from from our bank by that time, we'll send a check to your home address. You know, hmm. I thought oh, this is interesting, and I'm, I'm I'm saying why? You know, they wouldn't give me any reason. They just said you're not the type of person we want to do business with. Okay, so so here I am in third world country that <laughs> they've shut down my bank accounts. I mean, it, it was crazy for a while. So, uh, yeah, but I, I came out okay. I mean, fortunately, I had a friend here who really looked after me for a month, gave me a, a place to stay for a month. Oh, that's great. And then I, then I had another friend offer me a place for a month, and then I was back with my first friend for a month. And now I'm living in a guest house in the outer suburbs of Acapulco, and, you know, it's okay. I like it. So, yeah. yeah. That's nice. Um, where, where can folks listen to your radio show? Well, I don't do the radio show anymore. Oh, I used don't. to. I used to be on American Voice Radio, right. but um, I mean, I've still got the link up there. I think they might still run some of my stuff. Okay. Um, I've been meaning to get and I mean, get back on and just do my regular shows. But I've been doing walk and talks for the last since like since the beginning of the pandemic. That's what I've seen you know, the I videos actually, that you put out, right? And and where do you post those? Where do people see those? I post them on BitChute. I bet you. People can go to thecrowhouse.com okay. and click on the face to enter and you'll see all the places there. I mean, I'm, they let me back on Twitter a couple of months ago. No, I don't did. know why. <laughs> Amazing. You know, like, but I'm banned everywhere. I'm banned on YouTube. I'm banned on Facebook. I'm banned on LinkedIn, sure. Spotify, iTunes, iHarley, everywhere, you know. But then they let me back on Twitter. I'm not sure. Maybe they're gathering evidence, you know. <laughs> Max Egan is with so, us. If you care to ask him a question... Our, our 800 line is open, 888-663-6386. Email patrick, oneradionetwork.com. It's August 9th. We're live. Thanks for joining us, Max. So the, just the term globalist has really come to the forefront, I guess, what, the last couple of years. Uh, it's, you know, right? Maybe. I don't know. You've probably been using it forever. But even President Trump, of course, uses the term. I'm sure our listeners, especially a lot of the newbies, who are these people? Who are the globalists? I, I like to think of the world. I mean, people people have a misconception of, of how the world is run. They think it's um, different factions competing, different nations competing. I, I think of the world as one big holding company. It's it's a people farm. Um, you've got one huge holding company. You've got different department stores that call themselves nations, and the CEOs of these department stores call themselves governments. But ultimately, they all work together, and they all play each other off against each other. The goal is to create this completely controlled society, smart in every every way possible, where they're tracking every single thing you do, even right down to what you're thinking, which is a lot of what this jab and all this stuff is about as well. But um, the globalists, are all, all the world leaders are basically globalists. Anybody in any position of power, the heads of the bankers, the, these uh, mm -hmm. cartels that have been going back for generations. Um, but you've got to, you know, we, we've had situations where we've had monarchy and then it kind of moved into a corporate control, which started around about 1902 or 1903. All these Fortune 500 companies suddenly came into being and they formed this basically a holding company. 
You know, and we, th we think that nations are competing against each other. They're simply playing the people off against each other to achieve their ultimate goal, which is control. I mean, they sell fear to their populations. You need government in place to protect you, to keep your borders safe and to keep things all running smoothly. But you need us mainly for protection. Mm -hmm. Well, who from? Or, well, China might come and invade you. Well, no, China doesn't want to invade you. China's a country full of people who don't give a damn about the United States. They just want to get on with their lives. It's the Chinese government and the United States government working out this arrangements with each other. They can be a threat to each other so that they can convince their people that the, the people need them to keep them safe. You know, we need government to keep us safe from all the other governments, you know, and they all work together. And it doesn't matter what country you go to. They'll tell you this is the best place in the world. It's really hard everywhere else. They're totalitarian. You don't trust that government. Don't trust it. We'll look after you. It's the same in every single country. Hmm. And they all work together. Yeah. And even when they have their wars, you don't see the governments uh, fighting each other. Look at World War Two. Well, you had, you had the, the German government and the British government angry with each other, so they kill all the people in each other's countries, bomb all the cities to rubble. Not one bomb on the Reichstag, not one on Number 10 Downing Street, none on the palace. Trying to kill Assad in uh, Syria for years, Tell, turn Palmyra to rubble, turn Aleppo to rubble. Not one bomb on Assad's palace. Hmm. No, 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 leave him alone. You know, so they kill all the people, so the people actually think there is a war. You know, and all they're doing is destroying infrastructure, destroying any trace of the past, all old buildings, anything like that, anything that tells a story different to what they want you to believe. I mean, it's it's a scam. The whole thing's a scam. Government and these people are all tied in with, uh, say, the IMF and the World Bank and the BIS and God knows, Absolutely. and Davos and, and what's his name, Schwab, Absolutely. the whole thing, the whole and you look at the, the World Economic Forum and, and Klaus Schwab. I mean, you think of the world as a, as a movie. What, what's going on is the COVID movie mm. is what's going on at the moment. And you've got the, the production crew, the production company of that particular movie, which is the WEF and Klaus Schwab at the head. This is the COVID movie so they can bring in this narrative to create this reality. And behind all that, you've got IBM and all these companies working with all this smart tech to bring it's all the one thing wow. the whole thing is one thing hmm. and that's the thing here we've been taught to to see that factions are being played off against each other it's not it's those who are in control putting this perception in the minds of the people that there's this big hmm. system of struggle going on when it's just them behind the scenes manipulating the whole thing into this smart grid where they will control every single aspect of your lives and they're destroying the sexuality of people so they'll be You'll be ordering your child on Amazon. They'll be birthing it in a pod. You'll get it in your little ectogenesis chamber, and you can decide whether you're a, a mother or not, whether you're male or female, and, and you the child can decide. They're even coming out now. They're saying you can't call them babies anymore. You've got to call them they-bees. Oh, they-bees. Oh, that's good. They nice. might decide what their gender is later. This is insane. These people are psychopaths, the aren't they? They're just psychopaths. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And what they're doing with this jab is they're destroying the human genome yes sir. they're literally destroying the human genome yes. they're changing humanity forever you know and all this this climate change carbon neutral stuff suddenly carbon's the enemy and nitrogen's the enemy nitrogen is essential for growth it's essential for life and we are carbon-based life forms what does a carbon neutral world look like you know, I mean, Antarctica is pretty carbon neutral. The moon, if it is what they tell us it is, is a carbon zero environment. So this is well, really, Max Egan, this is the big one. This is the one that people have been thinking about for the last couple hundred years and talking about, right? This is it. Mm. This is mm. it. This is the big one. 
This is this is the final war for humanity, and people don't Whoa. even realize that there's a war going on. I, if we lose this war, then humanity loses. And this is the first wave of the attack, getting this injection into people, mm -hmm. destroying their immune systems, you know, getting people so that you know, they're having a heart attack as soon as their blood pressure rises. How, how do you get these people to go and fight for freedom? Sure. When they, as soon as they get excited, they're going to have a heart attack and sure. a stroke and drop dead which is what's happening all over the world. Someone sent me figures today, actually, mm. which I'd like to read Go out ahead. to you. Yeah, whatever. Um, he said, hi, Max, I hope you're well. So average daily figures for World War II deaths were 18,000 people, okay? 18,000 people per day, I think. Currently, global deaths exceed 20,000 people. World War II is happening in zero reporting on casualties by the mainstream media, but this is worse, way worse. It's not been discussed, let alone investigated. I've been following the excess deaths above five-year average for a while in the UK, but it struck me last night when put into perspective, I don't want to bog you down with detail, but World War II, 40 million deaths divided by six years, then 365 equals 18,000 deaths a day. Currently, 60 million global average deaths Divided by 15, divided by 365 is 20,000 deaths a day. Today. There are more deaths per day happening right now than there was in World War II. And nobody even is noticing that it's going on. Okay. Whoa. And where do these numbers come from, Max? Well, this is this guy just sent me an email. <clears throat> I haven't mm. checked it out yet. I just got that email and he said he's been investigating um, the deaths, the current day, the current global daily excess death is currently 20,000 per day and in World War II the current daily excess deaths were 18,000 yeah. per day I think so there are more deaths happening per day today at least 2,000 more deaths per day than were happening during World War II that's excess deaths okay the, the alternative media is reporting lots and lots of myocardial things we see it all the time Ten different all the, hey, all the time. So if that's what just they're putting out, Max, what what's really going on? I mean, you know, this is just eking out on the very, very little, small alternative platforms that are out there. Well, there's, there's people speaking out now. I got a video of a doctor in Australia. I went to a doctor's conference. So all they were all sitting around there in their tables, and there was the staff up there right. on the stage, and he just got up and started berating them and saying, "You're all." You know, you need to stand up for, for all the excess deaths that are happening in this country. You're all being put on notice. All of you, and he's a medical doctor. Hmm. And he was saying, yeah, we've got to stop this rollout of this murderous injection. The doc people are going and attacking cars. There was one guy I saw smashed the window. Of I saw that. Car. Yeah, with the pharmacist that um, gave his kid the vax. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, another guy rang up the, this pharmacist that gave the kid his kid the vax. People are starting to realize that the vaccine is killing their children. Mm -hmm. And there is a backlash coming that is, is going to have to be seen to be believed. Which is why the politicians are starting to roll things back a little bit in some places. Even in Australia now, they're, they're going to get rid of the vaccine passports and the QR codes. And they're rolling back the uh, oh, really? cashless pension card and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, they're trying to. Oh, we're going to give you a little bit of appeasement. No, no, we're not going to forget what you people have done, and <laughs> the world is waking up. This is not going to work. I mean, they've really tried to push this, but it's not going to work. You know, too many people are getting wind of this. And there are people, as you know, Max, as well as anyone, storming the castle all over the world. Look what's going on in Sri Lanka and other places. They literally, oh, yeah. just, they just stormed the castle, man. Millions of them. Pan well, Panama as well. Panama, Panama as well. 
I mean, it's happening. It's happening all over the place. So, uh, yeah. I mean, what's going on? The, the people in the Netherlands really are, are pushing back as well. I mean, if they try to lock down Australia again or do any of this stuff again, I think they're going to get a huge backlash from the people. They're not going to stand much more of this. I've seen some of the videos from Australia, and it's just disheartening to see uh, the the behavior of the of the cops in Australia over the last couple of years. It's just been very terrible. Well, they're just they're just able to be more open about it now. Mm-hmm. The Australian police are probably the most corrupt police in any Western country. Is that anywhere right? In the world. Really? They really are. They are so corrupt. It's just unbelievable. There was a report. Of this cat. I'm going to have to let this cat in in a minute. Um, it's meowing at the That's door. That's all right. Um, there was a report that came out that I, I could try to find you if, if I can find it in a folder here. There was a report that came out the other day that um, they're trying to investigate the corruption in Australia, but um, there's literally so much corruption that they don't know anything they can report on. They haven't found anything they can actually prosecute because there's literally so much corruption that if I were to prosecute any of it, it's going to bring the whole system down. Hmm. Right? And everybody knows it. I mean, you've got to look at South Australia. South Australia, Adelaide, South Australia, is the child murder capital of the world. Really? Okay? Child murder capital of the world. There's a couple of, three kids that went missing when I was a kid, the Beaumont children. They were friends of mine. They lived a block and a half away. Very, very famous unsolved murder case. The police have known where they're buried for at least five or ten years. They're, they're buried in a sinkhole in Stansbury. They won't go and exhume the bodies because they know that if they are proven to be in this sinkhole it's going to prove police culpability in the cover-up and so you just they just ignore it i mean this is this this is how corrupt they are i've got uh, evidence of um people that have been involved women who were who when they were children were involved in uh, child pornography being filmed in channel nine studios in adelaide with police present you know so that's how deep the corruption goes yeah. in australia you're never going to get any help or, or justice or sympathy from these people. Max Egan is with us, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, so, do you think people in this country, many are theorizing that the United States is the mother load, that if we don't do it here, it's just, it's going to be like the world's going to, you want to go get your cat? Yeah. That's right. So people are theorizing and and, uh, um, conjecturing that the United States is kind of at the belly of the beast here, that if we don't somehow get control back of the country, that the whole thing goes down. Do you you think that's true or anything to that? To a degree. I mean, for all of its shortcomings, the United States is still the only real bastion of freedom left in in the world. Hmm. I mean... um, you guys are still armed. You guys have still got an opportunity to be able to um, take control of your governments and hold them accountable. And you could do it without a shot being fired. Yeah, you don't have to get violent. The, the problem is a lot of the people in the United States, I mean, it's become so divided within your borders. You know, black against white, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all this stuff, Republican, Democrat, or Trump, and we're mm-hmm. the most polarizing president in U.S. history. Sure. Um, Interesting, his house getting raided yeah, the other that? day yeah, in yeah. Mar-a-Lago, you know, right while um, Biden's laptop stuff's being released and all this, uh, people are arcing up and freaking out that the jab's killing their children and all this, you know, no, no distraction in that. But anyway, um, yeah, with the United States, it's such a polarized community, they've really worked to polarize it. And, and the thing with the United States is they've really also worked to 
um, portray the United States as dysfunctional to the rest of the world. Something that's been done in the Biden administration through this war in Ukraine, which I would suggest is complete theatre, absolute theatrics. People are saying Putin's the good guy taking down the WEF or whatever. No, Putin's part of the club. Um, so he's he part of the deal. He, he is not fighting Klaus Schwab. No, he could have gone in and, and fixed Ukraine eight years ago when this really? thing first started. You know I mean, you know, there's no hmm. reason for him to go in right now when the globalists need him to go in. Um, it creates that situation. But when Biden um, froze Russia out of trading with the world reserve currency because of their invasion into Ukraine. Oh, and the Swift. This was, un- the Swift this was unprecedented. Yeah. Hmm. This was unprecedented. This this destroys international faith in the US's ability to be able to be um, responsible for being the world reserve currency. Right. Now, the United States has been, they've worked uh, methodically to get the United States trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt, like so much debt that it can never, ever be paid. If the only thing that, that is really keeping the United States lifestyle above board and above it being a third world country at the moment is the fact that it holds that position as the World Reserve Reserve. currency. If it loses that position, then the value of the US dollar is going to plummet to zero overnight. If that happens, you know, and because people think money's real, they think, and you know, if they can switch the dollar on and off like that, why do you think it's got any value to begin (laughs) with? You know, see how they've done it. They've got people. The money, money's not there to provide wealth. You know, wealth, wealth is is knowledge. Wealth is friendship. Wealth is health. Wealth is your relationship with the people in the world around you. That is wealth. Yes, sir. Money is there to provide scarcity. Money is there to provide a barrier between you and the abundance that exists all around you. Suddenly, you have to pay to be alive. And if you if you don't exploit your friends or your neighbours or the world or something in some way in order to make this stuff, then you can't eat. It's ridiculous, you know, and you've literally got to destroy the the earth in order to, to get this stuff or, or, or profit from somebody in order to get this stuff. And everybody's got to do it. And there's never enough in circulation so that everybody can be in abundance. Yeah. So everyone's got to just compete and, and profit from everybody. Oh, you're my friend, but I'd like to make 20 bucks out of you today. Now, how does that work, you know? So, as you know, one of the reasons they do this is they'll they'll create the money to give you to buy your home. You know, they'll create it and they give you the money. Well, they loan you the money, but they don't create the interest. So there's always a pull on the dollar, mm. and then there's always whole, always a pull. Got to have the pull, man. <laughs> always, and money's a talisman for control. Like every time you do a transaction, the, that energy it's a it's an energy exchange. Uh-huh. Every time you do this, it goes back to the bankers, back to the Rothschilds, yes, back sir. to these people that are in control. Of all. So they're just harvesting all this energy from people, like this loose energy that's going out. So, um, so yeah. that, that's the problem with the United States. The United States has been set up for a fall, and they can do it very easily simply by people's belief that the monetary system's real. You know, and by by undermining themselves by by blocking Russia out of the world reserve currency, this causes you know there's 180 98 nations in the world. A lot of Americans, unfortunately, think of very very Americentrically. Mm-hmm. To them, America is the world, yeah. and the world is there for America. We are the where that where the we're the, um, we're the watchdogs of the world. We're the world police. We're this, we're that. No, you're just, you're not even all of America. I mean, America is a big place. South America, Venezuelans are Americans, you know. Um, people in Colombia are Americans because it's North and South America, you know. And the United States is this little small place. And, and unfortunately, a lot of Americans are very Americentric in their thinking. So they simply think it can't ever happen can't here. Can't happen here. Can't happen here. But it can. That's the problem, you know. 
And um, with this divided society, I mean, if it does, if the money system does collapse, I mean, you're not going to find a lot of unity within American culture at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. Do, do you think there is anything to China, Russia and getting together in the BRICS and they want to do their own currency? Is that ha happening yeah, or is that uh, fake news? No, I think I think that's, you think it's uh, happening? that's the plan. That's what they'd like to do. Hmm. But um, the United States, I mean, can it be drawn? What do you? I'll tell you. Can you be? Can you be drawn into a war? I mean, the war is going to be theatrics, whatever it is. But right. when would be a good time to do it? Um, when would be a good time to collapse the U.S. economy? Probably around about the uh, midterm elections would be a good time, wouldn't mm. it? Uh, but the thing is, you know, if you were going to attack the West, if you were going to undermine the West, and and what they've got to do. So, like with China, like I'm, I was saying before, it's one big holding company. With China, what they've done is they perfected their social credit system and their monitoring and all the stuff they want to bring into yes, the West. Sir. Yeah. So you've got to create a cover story. You've got to create a backstory, an excuse for why this was introduced. You know, a collapse of the United States, the war in Ukraine, whatever. See, the thing is, if the United States goes hot, if NATO goes into Ukraine, then the United States by default will be declaring war on China. Yes. because of the alliance the new alliance that's happened mm -hmm. you've got russian troops currently down in nicaragua you've got chinese troops um doing all this stuff in taiwan at the moment which is really just the first stage you know and and if you wanted to bring down the west well the first wave of the attack is to weaken them get in there and weaken them which is what they've done through the jab there's an old there's an old chinese saying if you if you want to conquer a nation educate their children educate their children yeah, and you look at what's happened to the West. I mean, all this transgenderism, the loss of the alpha male, um, hmm. women are very... Birth rates. Yeah. Not, the whole role of women has changed. The role of men has changed. Um, we don't have these stable, strong family units anymore that you see in many, many countries, apart from our countries, Australia, you know, um, England, um, United States, Canada, you know, we don't see these strong family units in our countries anymore. They've deliberately worked to break these down over the last couple of generations. Even now you've got millennials out there saying, oh, it's the boomers. It's the boomers did all this. You know, it, no, no. It's, this is exactly what the, the, the boomers were trained to think about their parents as well, you know. So it, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's remarkable how they've done it. There but, appears uh, to be. This is the first wave of the attack, though, you see, yeah. you know. So, so the globalists, then their goal, Max Egan, would be to turn the United States into a third world country and just, just bang us down and uh, destroy the dollar? Oh, absolutely. Well, if they destroy the dollar, it'll turn into a third world country by default. We're seeing a, we're seeing a transference of wealth from the first world into the third world. Mm -hmm. So like in, in, in Mexico here and in many, many countries in uh, South America, they simply don't have the infrastructure for the smart grid to happen. But they've got all the cell phones and they've got the TVs, they've got the Avengers the phone, right? movies and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So they've got this vision of what the West is. They think it is anyway. So, you know, and they, they're quite happy to see it fall because they think it's all decadent anyway. So then they transfer the wealth into these, these third world countries and gradually build up their infrastructure to the point that then they can do it to them as well, hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, they want, they want to uh, turn the whole world smart, basically. They want to depopulate, which is what we're, we're doing. I mean, what we pointed out before, those figures, if those figures are true and there is 20,000 people a day dying, which is more, and that's excess deaths, more than World War, World World War II, too. Well, we're seeing open depopulation happening around the world. So they want this open depopulation. All of the, the older people, people our age, they don't want us around, no transferring any wisdom down to the young. 
and uh, the rest who are here they want completely control they want them desexualized transgendered so when you when you transgender someone there's no such thing as transgender you cannot transition from one gender to another no matter how much you think <laughs> you, can't you can do it. <laughs> you can't do it. It, it's not possible okay um when you when they put people on these puberty blockers and these transgender programs what they're doing is desexualizing them i mean they're activating them sexually getting them aware of their sexuality when they're young getting them repulsed by it and then turning them into non-sexual beings who won't be able to reproduce won't even know what what true sex is because they'll have gender um, they'll yeah. be dysfunctional because of all the puberty blockers and testosterone and hormones blockers and all the stuff they put these kids on so they're, they're, they're training kids into this gender-neutral society where they'll be buying their children. All these children will be pre-jabbed and pre-chipped and whatever DNA they want them to have. So um, do, pretty scary stuff that's do you, happening. Do you, you know? think they're just going after uh, the low, low-hanging low fruit and they'll be satisfied with half of this country and the patriots around and uh, who do personal responsibility, they'll leave us alone? Well, like I said, I personally don't think they're actually going to get away with this. I think Good. even the sleeping masses that we've been wake trying up. to wake up for so long, they're, they're, they're seeing their children die now. I said 18 months ago when I was first reporting on this, look, this, we're past the point of even trying to wake people up. What, what our role is now as patriots and people who are awake and aware mm-hmm. is to provide a safety net for those people who do wake up. Okay. You know, when, they, when, when someone comes crying to you because their child died, you don't say, well, you're stupid. It's your fault right. for getting. No, no. This is their awakening process. And you need to be able to support them because once they do get back to their strength, their child has just been killed. They will be one of your staunchest allies and they will go and storm the Bastille with you. I agree. Totally. And it's, well getting, said. it's getting to that point. Yeah. You know? Well so, said. Yeah. Um, and we're at that point now where we're seeing this mass die off so many deaths and that's just what we're hearing the figures that i'm reporting to you are just what's what's here there's a site on youtube or on bitchute called the kurgan report k-u-r-g-a-n kurgan report k-r-u-g let me spell that again please k-r-u k-k-r-k-u-r sorry k-u-r-g-a-n the kurgan report okay and he's been reading out like just sitting there you know like tirelessly reading out the VAERS reports ever since this started. Really? And the VAERS, and this is of, of the amount of deaths that are in vaccine adverse reactions. And you've got to understand that even VAERS admits, and the government admits, that what you're hearing there is is out by a factor of somewhere between 10 and 100. So somewhere, you know, 1 in 10 to 1 in 100 reports are actually yes, being sir. posted there. So you can, you can times that by at least 50 or 100, what he's reading out. You know, so that's how many deaths are happening so with the media out there all smiley smiley and saying get your fourth jab and everything's roses under the surface out there in society there is a tension building and brewing which is about to explode Hmm. and that's why they're starting to roll all these back when i I can get into the united states now without a jab is that they might they might they might the airline companies might want me to get one to get on the airline but i can go to tijuana and walk straight through and they're not going to ask me for any vaccine papers or anything like that Mm -hmm. you know everybody knows this is a scam and as much as the media is trying to play it it's not going to work this is why the politicians are starting to roll things back doing things like raiding mar-a-lago keep you all distracted with all this theater all this stuff because they don't want what is about to happen which is this huge I mean, it's about to just, there's going to be a backlash that they never dreamed. When you say roll back, so 
is there any way to know well what they're thinking but just to roll back enough so and give them more time to figure something else out or do you think they'll they, they'll just retreat someday back to back to leaving us well, alone they will retreat to a point that uh, we calm down and then they'll gradually start doing Go back it again, again like yeah. they always do so what we've got to do is not calm down realize that this is the war for humanity that we are in right now if they get away with this they're going to change the human genome forever and whatever comes out of this is not going to be human anymore that's just a given and there's talk of shedding and all sorts of stuff so it's even affecting people that aren't jabbed so you know we cannot we've got to understand what this is they're retreating now they're in retreat in many ways Hmm. so we've got to keep pushing forward don't calm down do not ever forget what these people have done and what they're attempting to do and understand that they're all working together you know when i when like i said if you can think of it as a as a as a holding company one big people farm you know and you've got different different holding companies different ceos of these companies in different nations who are essentially slave traders they're just slave masters your government is a slave master you know and we're at the point now where they, you might be facing off russia and, and ukraine you might be facing off the united states and china or whatever countries are facing off with each other however they're going to play it republicans and democrats all just slave masters the time now is for the people to understand that when the slave masters are involved in fighting with each other and they tell you to go and kill for them or to vote for them or anything else, now's the time for us all to unite and turn on the slave masters and get them out of the picture once and for all and create a free humanity. We can do that without violence. We can simply turn to them and say, no, we know what no, you're up to. We no, can see what you're going to do. This. Done. <laughs> we're just not going to you know, do you it. You guys want to have your war? I've been saying for years, you guys want to have your war? Let's get every politician, every head of business, every head of media, all these people, we'll put them all on Christmas Island, we'll give them all a ballpane <laughs> hammer, and they can have their war. <laughs> you know, we'll film it. It'll be a great reality TV show. You know? <laughs> Well, there is a lot of, you know, there's some good things happening in states like Florida and Texas that are there, you know, DeSantis is out there telling the the WHO has no jurisdiction here. We don't want anything with you guys. So there's some, there's some things happening, you know, and, and, and our Texas and he's, he's putting all these people coming over the border and all the, and all the cities around the country, he's sending them there on the bus. So that's that's all good, and it's all good to see that. But don't think that's just that's you know you you've got a hero there that's going to come in on the white charge exactly. and save you. Yeah, you exactly. You've got to understand because they've still got a lot of things up their sleeve. All they've got to do is crash the economy, bring down the, the supply chain, right. the food chain. I mean, the, there's a lot of things. You know, the the best thing people can do at the moment is to get back on with their lives, get these supplies back up and running, get the farms back up and running, start supporting the people around you, mm-hmm. and learn how to say no. Yeah. I mean, it's great that there's governors and stuff standing up like this, but you know, sometimes I wonder whether they're just token efforts. I mean, we I don't, don't we really don't trust know. any politician. Yeah, yeah, I, so, I agree. I mean, how can you, know? you trust any politician these days? And I think what a curious thing, in my opinion, for what it's worth, is there's millions, like a hundred million people are counting on Donald Trump to come in in 2024 and save them. And I think that is a mistake. Oh, look, what did Trump do with the last one? He rolled out the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warp speed, the vaccine you know? warp speed. Watch, he's, <laughs> he's still telling people to go and get their booster. I know. I mean, I know. come on, folks. I mean, Trump Trump was a patriot appeasement program. If, if Hillary had got elected, there would have been a revolution. Yeah. I mean, so Trump Trump played his part really well. I mean, his his daughter's married to Jared Kushner, for God's sake. 
You really think the guy's on your side? I, re- I heard some stories about Kushner. Can, can we take a little break, Max, and, and uh, tell a couple things, and then we'll be back? And, uh, Not a problem. Thank you so much. What a fun guy. Okay. Well, fun. I mean, you know, much as fun as this can be. Uh, so, so here's the deal. We know, without a shadow of a doubt, that the the people that control the money supply world around, their only option now is to what? Print more money. That's it. Uh, they've just painted themselves into a corner. Uh, this new bill that uh, the Senate just passed is seven hundred billion dollar deal is just you know more and they're going to borrow all of this money by the way they're going to borrow it all and half of it will be borrowed from the fed and maybe even more than half and when they do that that increases the money supply and uh, that makes prices rise because when you have more money chasing the same amount of goods even less goods because we have no gdp long story short we believe in our heart that gold and silver is probably one of the safest things you can do with extra money other than plant food and stuff like that. And uh, Fred Dashevsky, our guy, who we really love and we've known for 25 years, he deals in real American money, numismatic coins, and even back in 33, when they called in the gold and and stuff, you know, and they did that, uh, people were dumb enough to bring it, but they didn't do the numismatic coins. So even if they would just, you know, declare... Gold is illegal someday, which I guess they could do again. Illegal to old. They're not going to do the numismatic. Excuse me. Excuse me, I ran out of water there. They're not going to do the numismatics because all these rich dudes have coin collections. That's what happened in 33. So check it out. 800-878-2646. He's got some specials there. He's a good person, ethical. He's not going to try to sell sell you some dumb stuff that you don't need. He's just not like that. Listen to the show uh, that we do once a month with Fred Jaszewski, The Real World of Money. And uh, uh, so it's a great way to hedge against who knows what's going to happen in the future with the financial system. Stephen Buhner, master herbalist, wrote an entire book on pine pollen. Previously, we asked him, what's the difference between uh, getting some pine pollen, eating that, and then maybe taking Sir Thrival pine pollen and the grape alcohol, the tincture, what, what's the difference in the body? Okay, the difference is pine pollen is probably one of the best nutrient food substances on, on the earth. And you see, it's made to be uptaken by all of the life around it. All of the other plants take it in and use it for growth. Many of the animals eat it, and it's a very nutrient substance. If you eat it, what happens is it goes through your GI tract and then puts it into the bloodstream. And there's a lot of great stuff in it. I mean, it's really high in amino acids and protein and vitamins. So it's a very magnificent substance. It's kind of a nutrient longevity tonic food. And it will, over time, raise levels. But if you really want to raise them fast you don't want to let it go through your gi tract hence the use of a tincture and you can click and order this great product right on our website any of these are thrival links take you right to the pine pollen and order away one radio network.com and patrick talk show host guy and friend of mine oh that's me uh you can go to uh, one radio network and use promo code restore 20 restore 20 20% off. This is the biggest sale of the year on pine pollen. Something for what it's worth, not that what I do matters, but uh, for what it's worth is uh, uh, something I've taken for 
15 years and my T levels are happy, happy, happy. So come the revolution, I'll have some, some go power. Uh, Restore 20, uh, Pine Pollen, 20% off on RadioNetwork.com. We don't recommend taking calcium like uh, tablets and stuff. It's Most of them are all from ground-up rock and it ends up in your arteries and that's not good. But there's a product that we've been promoting for years now that you can brush your teeth with that is made from pearl. This is a real pearl, a uh, living source pearl from, that's right, from the ocean, uh, from the uh, lakes rather. And um, uh, they, they have uh, put it into a powder, brush your teeth with it for amazing, amazing things happening. And then you can uh, take it internally too, which is a very beautiful thing to do. So uh, check it out. We think that you'll like it. Take it internally and brush your teeth. Pearl Sim, it's on OneRadioNetwork.com. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We're talking with Max Egan, a legendary uh, researcher, been doing it his whole life. His website is thecrowhouse.com. He finds himself in down in Mexico way uh, since uh, he bailed out of... Um, so, Max, uh, Australia, if you had to or wanted to, do you think you could get back in down under without taking the jab? Do you have any idea? Oh, yeah, you can get back in at the moment. That's what I mean. They're hmm. rolling things back to a really large degree. Interesting, really. I mean, and if people think this pandemic's real, well, they wouldn't be doing that. They wouldn't be able to do that. All you right. know? So. But, uh, I mean, of course, it's it's still difficult within Australia to, like, I know people there that are having uh, a great difficulty getting work or anything like that because they haven't got the jab. So yeah. they're still getting companies to push it. But they've had to back down on a lot of their things that they wanted to promote and, and get past. And it must be really annoying for a lot of people to um, to have got the jab and then suddenly all these things are down and again i mean you can you can get into the united states without having a jab but the airline companies won't let you on the aircraft without having a jab so it's the companies that are taking and then the the governments are saying well it's not really our fault i mean but they're pressuring the companies of course to do this so yeah, they're kind of still trying, but they're having to back down. I mean, even Qantas, Australia's national airline, the the Qantas boss, put in all these jab mm-hmm. mandates. The Qantas shares plummeted. You know, so many people are waking up. I mean, you're not hearing it. As they say, the revolution will not be televised. Yeah, it's just not going. Not right. hearing it. Mm. But you can't have this amount of deaths and this amount. This did. Now selling defibrillators in Australia, home defibrillator. Everyone mm. needs a defibrillator. You, know, you get one for 300 bucks. You might need one when you go jogging because 25,000 people a year drop have heart attacks while jogging. Oh, yeah, really, of course. I remember seeing all these people dropped off in the park all the time when I was out walking around, you know. All the children having strokes when I was at school. Yeah, yeah, I remember it well, you know. So they tell you, oh, this is what's happening. At least 25 people, 25,000 people a year drop off having heart attacks. and Everyone just believes it. Oh, gee, okay. That's great that they're making defibrillators in. Well, no, they, they never used to, though, because you never used <laughs> never to see used them. To. Don't you ever go out? You go out in the park? How many how many people do you see having heart attacks on jogging tracks, you know? Yeah, Mac, you it's do. so amazing to me being in the media for so many years and just watching this thing over the last two or three years. 
They've been so good at programming people into believing that we're in some new era where now there's some new magical deadly particles floating in the air. I mean, they've got away with it, and people believing this. It's just crazy. Wow. It is. It's uh, it's like... Uh, crazy. Well, as they say, mass mass formation, you know? Mass formation yeah, psychosis thing? Is that what they call mass it? Mass formation psychosis. That's what it is. You know, fear is a very, very powerful tool used with yeah. people. yeah. You know, and and you've literally got to the point now where people are, are scared to take their masks off. Yeah, you know it's it's crazy, and and some of the children, the damage it's done to the children. You know, kids like there's been something like a forty percent increase in children with speech problems. Mm. They can't learn to mouth words anymore because they can't see how mer- words are mouthed. You know, like when when you learn to speak when you're a child, it isn't oh, you're just listening the to lips. your parents. Oh. You you've got to be able to watch facial expressions. So they're not learning how to form words. You know, it's crazy, and they 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 don't want to go out. They get scared when they see people without masks on because they think it's normal. Hmm. I mean, it's crazy. And you know, people look back at all mass, um, you know, dictatorships and things that have happened, like you know, like Mao's um, revolution and all these sorts of things that happened. Um, whatever you want to think about World War Two, but all these governments that have um, taken control of people over the years, and everyone's wondered how it happened. Well, look at the world now. This is how it happened. You but know? your conjecture is, if I heard you correctly, that the folks like Putin and Xi and the rest of them, they're all in on the deal. They've got to be. You're saying they've just got to be. It's it's theater. It's theater. Mm. The whole thing is theater. Wow. Yeah, I mean. Putin was part of the WEF. Like I said, Putin could have gone in and, and dealt with the situation in Donbass eight years ago when it started. Mm-hmm. There could be negotiations happening with what's going on. They could stop the killing. I mean, even with the United States, and, and you know, they could stop the killing. They don't need to perpetuate this war, but they need it. They need it right now. And with the alliance that's been set up, I mean, this has all been done so that if they need to, they've got that backstory. If they can't get the United States to fall by its own means and capitulate to what they want to do, then they can easily crash the dollar and create the, the the need for a war. You know, there's all sorts of ways they can do it. So they got like they can crash the dollar. They've got troops there. They could stage this theater war with Ukraine. And then, I mean, China owns the United States anyway. It's been buying Buy the United States everything. Years. Yeah. So really, it could just foreclose on the loan. And so, if people believe the money systems real well, they've got you that way. I mean. You know they've they've done every they've they've got it there. I mean the United States is definitely the prize, like I said, because it is the last bastion of freedom. The whole world looks to the United States, no matter how dysfunctional it is. Yeah. You know you've got the Statue of Liberty there, and we've all got guns and rah rah rah. You know it's and all the movies. You know you've got this United States culture has gone out and saturated the minds of the world through Hollywood. You know mind control. So people have this vision of the United States. So if the United States falls. And especially with the United States being the world reserve currency and every other country back, uh, dependent upon that and trading with that, when the United States dollar falls, that's going to put a repercussion that's going to go right around the world. Well, I can remember so, the day, and you can, that you just even thought about selling oil for something other than dollars. Saddam Hussein, uh, you know, the rest of the uh, Gaddafi, they would just invade you and kill you. Now... Russia's selling things for rubles and China's in yuan and Iran and India. 
So the the, the yeah. petrol dollar is 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 gone, really. I mean, that's interesting, yeah. isn't it? That's a big deal. It is, it is. Yeah. And everyone's blaming Biden, saying, oh, it's happening on Biden's watch because he's a bumbling old fool. No, it's a puppet show. They've put him <laughs> in there, of course, so you can blame Biden. It's two, it's two wings of the same bird, you know? <laughs> I mean, and even with with Trump, people think Trump is the, is the hero and all this stuff. You know, when Trump was was the election was going on, I actually said back then, you know, that the best way to destabilize this and the best play they could really make would be to cause some sort of insurrection, get the patriots to rise up, right. you know, because then they can categorize all of the the patriots as terrorists. As terrorists. They can they can virtually outlaw the Republican Party and say they're all. Um, you know, extremist thinkers, you know, mm-hmm. and then Trump calls for this big march down down to the Capitol building, and and you can't tell me that you don't know that Antifa and all these people are going to infiltrate it. They're going to start throwing rocks and they're going to turn it into a riot. Of course, you know this is going to happen. And while they're all marching down Pennsylvania Avenue, you look at some of the footage and there's these these big cameras up there doing facial recognition on every single person in that crowd. So they got the entire Patriot movement to just march down in front of the facial recognition cameras and then go up here where we've got the police ushering you into the building, pulling the barricades down <laughs> and telling you, please come in, so they could do exactly what they're doing. And then people are still saying Trump's our hero. When they did all this, Trump just conceded defeat and went off to Mar-a-Lago, as you do, you know. I mean, the election was blatantly stolen. Of course. And people, you know, this is something that I find about the United States. People sitting there, we're, we're the patriots. We've got our guns. Well, hang on, look, look what just happened. You, you didn't do anything about it. So, I mean, how much of this is just hype? It was and, a coup d'etat, what happened, right? It, it just, was a coup d'etat. It was. And is that guy, even Biden, who's in there now? He seems to look different all the time and have different voices I all know, the time. I've seen that, and yeah. I've seen these videos where it's obviously someone in a mask. So where is Biden? And you've got you've got um, Trump being raided at Mar-a-Lago right as Biden's son, the crackhead's laptop stuff is being released. I mean, you've got a, 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 a child hair-sniffing pedophile as the president and his crackhead son heavily involved in Ukraine, and they're raiding Trump's place. I mean, is this just a, a, a kick up the guts for the for the patriots and the and the truth community? And so like you think all the, these Trump supporters? You think the globalists are just going to throw Joe under the bus, and God knows what would come from that? You'd have that I Kamala know. girl. I mean, she's. Whew. Well, I think I think even Kamala has surprised them with her complete stupidity, yeah, her complete inability to even be able to pull off being an idiot the way Joe Biden is. <laughs> Kamalian is, Kamala is, a, I don't know if I can swear on this show, but she's a, war, a walking cluster, you know, yeah, she is. And um, I think she's even surprised them that, okay, what are we going to do? We don't want Joe in there. I mean, he's likely not even going to, I mean, he's a, he's a, he takes out, goes out there to meetings with a little note telling him which chair to sit in, for God's sake. He's a nursing home I can't home believe patient. this is happening, Maxine. And this is like you, real. This is like a, life. You know, it's like, what is going on? Yeah. What is you've going got on? A nursing, you've got a nursing home patient for the, for the president, yeah. this complete idiot as the vice president that is so incompetent that they can't even get rid of the nursing home patient because she's <laughs> such a disappointment. And, and meanwhile, they're telling people you've got to start eating insects and all this sort of stuff. They're selling crickets at, at roadhouse, yeah. roadhouses and things now. I mean, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. They're saying they can 3D print meat out of carbon proteins they're getting from the air. 
So we can we can 3D print meat out of it. So you're going to eat air and be happy. Air and insects. It's all good. It, it's, so I feel like I've moved into an alternate reality. It's just so. it's just like a bad movie, man. Just like whoa. Just, mm. Yeah. Mm. That's what I mean. I mean, and and amongst it, you got all these people dying, all these children dying, and people are saying that, hang on. Something's terribly wrong. Right. Why do they want us to eat insects? All this stuff's happening. All these food crises, all this sort of stuff's happening. The breakdown of the supply chain, all due to COVID. Right now, it's all theatre, and people are beginning to, you know, the blinders are falling down. So that's what I mean. And now, now is such an important time for people like you and I to be able to provide that safety net for people. To help and them not, when not they need help. Not attack those yeah. who are yeah. waking up. Yeah. Not attack those who are waking up because they've usually gone through some extreme loss in their lives. You know, they've been might have been attacking us for months and years on end, but now they finally thought, "Oh hell, these people were actually trying to warn us." Yeah, you know, and that's so. the last thing we need to be, folks that are awake, to be. And I told you so, right? The last thing that we need to do, mm. just help folks mm. that are looking to saying, "What can I do?" And I get a lot of emails, and boy, there's some real, you know, confused and, and uh, sick people out there, Max. Just Wow. I do what oh, I can. There is. You know, I, it's just crazy. I used to try to hmm. I used to try to answer all my emails and um, I get so many now. I get up to two or three hundred emails a day now. Do you it's, really? It's, uh, Jeez. It's wow. it's it's uh impossible to hmm. be able to even answer any of them anymore. It's uh Big, and so many people pouring their hearts out that deserve long reason yes, replies and uh, and I can't I can't so I try to address a lot of the things they send me on my walk and talks and just bring up these topics, you know. That's all you do. Big picture, Max, before we go, I'll keep you a few more minutes. Um, do you think there are big numbers, you use your term, sir, uh, that are waking up and people that have met asleep maybe a six months ago? Do you think that is going on? Do you think just it in is, general? I mean, they're getting larger all the time. Not enough yet, but they're getting larger all the time. And I think the numbers of people who are waking up is far, you know, more than what we're being told or led to believe. Now, even the vaccine figures they give us, I don't think are correct. They say 98% of Australia is vaccinated. I doubt that very much. Um, and I know people that work in the industry that are seeing so many cases of people getting sick um, baby coffin orders are through the roof. All of this sort of stuff is going on. Yes, sir. And so the numbers are growing all the time. And you can tell by the fact that I can get back into Australia now without a jab. I mean, uh, you can travel there. But yeah. yeah, I mean, they're having to roll this stuff back because they know if they try to keep it going, the, the people uh, have, have had enough. Mm. Now, you can't have changed your two weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> and suddenly we've, suddenly we've got, you know, all of this stuff going on, thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of deaths. Um, children dying. We've got uh, you know, you know, QR code scans everywhere. Transgenderizing children and eating insects. It two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, this war on meat isn't it fascinating? Fascinating mm. to watch this thing. They're really going after the meat and the cows and and. There is, you know, a lot of people might agree with that. There's a lot of vegans out there that think that's a good thing. You know, I don't know about that. I don't um, know about that myself. <laughs> a, a lot of um, a lot of tribal diets are very heavily dependent upon meat. Of course, of course. Um, Native Americans used to eat a pound buffalo. of buffalo flesh a day. Right. Um, my sister, who's tried all sorts of diets, vegan diet, paleo diet, all sorts of diets, has been on a carnivore diet now, and she's she's a um, Probably 60, 67 or 68 years old, my sister. And uh, she walks like 5 to 10 kilometers a day. Um, she's tr- she's on a carnivore diet. She said all of her 
problems are cleared up and brain fog's gone or mm. her skin's cleared up she's never been healthier uh, and, I, uh, I'm, I'm i'm on carnivore now max and uh, i've got 76 years clocked on this body and i've never felt better never felt better so i mean to argue that i need to eat more vegetables not not for me i don't know maybe other people do you know yeah, well, um, my sister would, would um, say that vegetables are medicines that you need when you get sick. Herbs and stuff, yeah. Certain vegetables you can you can eat to um, heal certain issues that happen with your body, skin problems. Same with herbs. Um, these things are, are medicines, but they're not foods. That's what she would, would, would well, suggest. Well, I mean, anyway, if you think about it, if you is. were going to go to war with somebody, would you want to face a million vegetarians or a million meat eaters? I mean, think about that. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Just in general, big picture. You know. Yeah. So I think that's what the meat thing is about, as well. Uh, one email before we go. Um, so this is uh, Josh. He doesn't understand the China Russia thing. Why would they be doing that if they're in on the game? And what is he saying here? Um, do you know what he's missing? Let's see. China. Oh, well, I guess China and Russia getting together with the. I'm trying to interpretate what his email is saying with this world reserve currency. This would be part of the deal just to attack the dollar, I guess. Huh? Yeah, well, yeah, they've got to create the backstory. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you need to have an enemy. You need to have an enemy which is going to explain why the world suddenly became the way it is. Mm. Uh, so you've got this. It's like when you read 1984, there was always Eurasia and Oceania, and, right. and suddenly that would change, and there'd be uh, Oceania and Europa, and you know, so all this sort of stuff. So um, you've got to have an enemy. You've got to have the backstory. So in order for the United States dollar to crash, they can't say it was anything to do with the United States government or the Federal Reserve. Oh, no, heaven forbid. It was these guys. These guys brought in this BRICS right when we were down from COVID and we were struggling and we brought in this vaccine to try to help you and all the things we did. But look what the terrible Russians and Chinese did. And oh my God, in order for us to trade now, we've got to, we've got to adopt this system where you've got to scan QR codes and they want to know about everything, all this track and trace and all this stuff, you know, so they can do it, do it that way. And it's a believable story for the people. Otherwise, the people are going to go and storm the Bastille. <laughs> so you've got to create the backstory. And if that doesn't work, well, okay, the supply chain broke down from COVID and mm -hmm. suddenly everything turned third world, nothing to do with us. We tried to print more money to help you. We didn't realize that printing more money was going to devalue the dollar. We, you know, we didn't know that. How, how, could, how could we know? That was actually said that. A, a oh, I know. I know. Right? Janet Yellen, she said that. She said, and no, you, I, I don't. You're the head of the IMF and you don't know how what printing money does. Jeez. Right, yeah, that's a believable story. So you got that. So that's one option. Then, of course, you got the cyber attack. Oh, it could be cyber polygon, the terrorists. It was the Russian terrorists or the hackers who brought down the system and rah, rah, rah. So they got that option. Then, of course, you've got, well, NATO went in and attacked um, attacked Ukraine, so therefore the United States declared war on, on China. And while this is happening, of course, the United States have sent all of their main artillery and most of their soldiers over to stand around the border in Ukraine. So China can just attack the United States, and all you've got to defend the United States is the people on the ground with their home weapons. They can always have that scenario. So they've got three or four different scenarios the way they can play this. Right. You know, right. Depending on what works. You know? So what they sold to, what they have selling to the alternative media who don't believe that Putin is in on the deal was that 
he didn't want NATO in on his borders, and that's why he eventually came came one into Ukraine. Well, yeah, that's all been done. That's all been done. I mean, yeah, they've got to do it. They've got to create the backstory. They've got to create a backstory. It's, it's, it's a chess game. It's mm-hmm. a chess game. The whole yeah. thing's a chess game. Ultimately, what they want is this Chinese social credit system. They want everything smart. They want everybody genetically altered. They want everybody completely controlled and hooked up to the mainframe. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think about how they're going to introduce this to the West. What's the believable cover story? Any means possible. They've got so many options on the table that they can do with this. But you would think yeah, they'd be sure. a little bit yeah. more clever. Monkeypox? I mean, who's going to believe that? I mean, that's crazy. I mean... Well, people are getting shingles and they're getting all this damage yeah. from the jab. From the jab. Right. From the jab. So, I mean, you know... you got to blame it on something. Yeah, you got to blame it on something. And you listen to the uh, NPR, like National Public Radio, BBC, almost all media. Now they're blaming on this probably... 20% inflation on, on on Russia, you know. They're blaming on Russia. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Russia's invasion with Ukraine. Yeah, nothing to do with us. And nothing to, you know, and even with, and then people can get in there, political analysts can get in there and say, well, you know, NATO shouldn't have pushed up to the borders and it's run and they can sit there and they can argue back and forth this whole thing you, you watch a political debate show on 60 minutes or something and you'll have someone sit there and present a very very convincing case so you will believe and it's saying yes it is NATO's fault they shouldn't have pushed up to the borders and so you've got the left and right and you've got the fighting back and, and meanwhile they're just outside putting another brick in the wall building the prison a little bit higher rolling out the smart tech putting all the 5G mm-hmm. towers in place this is what they're doing while everyone's looking at all these theatrics, they're not realizing it's a puppet show. They are all working together. It's one big holding company, different department stores, perhaps little hostile takeovers of other department stores along the way as well. I mean, there's certain people who won't comply, so we'll do a hostile takeover of the company, you know. But the whole thing, I mean, Russia was always this mythical enemy. Yes. And then suddenly For years. When I was a kid, year. Max, they were telling me Russia was going to blow us up 50, 60 years yeah. ago. Yeah, and then suddenly Putin's the man of the year. He's the man of the hour. He's saving the world. And now suddenly he's the enemy again. And the truth community's going, oh, no, he's the good guy. He's taken out the... They're not seeing the bigger picture. It's all a puppet show. show. The whole thing's a puppet show. Like I said, now is the opportunity that people have got to throw the chains off of all the slave masters. Why do you think the president is your, your ruler? Why do the people in Russia think Putin is your ruler? Why do the people in China think the government is their ruler? Get rid of it all. Become people again and work together cooperatively the way that we used to. All this feudal system, it's a construct. It's all these people creating this scenario, teaching you that you need government to protect you from the other governments. And in the case of Putin, now we've got people thinking that this government of Russia is going to come and save us from the government. You know, we've got another government going to come and save us from this government. Are you crazy? You know, <laughs> And we can government do it non-violently, right? Government. We don't need violence yeah. to do it. We don't. And, we don't have to. No, and if and if Putin did decide he was going to come in and, and save the world from the WEF or so, he doesn't care about the people of the United States. You take them all out. Doesn't matter. He just wants the real estate, you know. So, yeah, it's it's not about any of that sort of stuff. Government isn't going to save you from government, no matter who is at the helm of whatever government it is that you're supporting. You know, now's the time for humanity to wake up to the fact that we need to grow up. We don't need parents anymore. You know, we grow up, we leave our parents, we go to school, we go to get the teachers act like parents and we leave leave school, we go out into the world and the government becomes our parent. Hmm. Isn't just about time we became adults. That would be a good uh, thing, I think. So it's, it's time for us to, you, you tell me, to, to get closer with friends, to support each other, take care of yourself, grow your own food, the whole thing. Now is the time. Yeah. 
<laughs> now's the time. Now's the time to become human again, brother. Get back in touch with your life skills. And I realize we're at a major turning point in history, and no one's coming to save us. We've got to save ourselves. Oh, I was waiting for somebody to come at the end of the movie and on a white horse, Max, and just save it all. But that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think Arnie was working as governor last I saw. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Max, again, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on your work and hang in there. So you'll be in Mexico for a while probably, huh? Well, probably, yeah. I mean, I do want to go back to Australia at some stage. Um, hopefully, I might even be able to get back by the end of the year or maybe early next year. Really? I mean, wow. Well, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, if it gets to a point where I think I can do more good being there on the front line there, mm -hmm. then that's where I'll go. But where I was, at the point I was, I really think I would have been silenced by now had I stayed there. But uh, I think things have changed to a certain degree that I could uh, – I could probably go back there and I could probably make um, more of a difference there. I mean, soon, not yet, but soon. So, yeah, I just want to go where I feel I should be and I just listen to my intuition. So, yes, yeah. sir, sure. And what's the general culture before you go in, in Mexico as far as the people, their state of consciousness, the government there? Just a quick thing on Mexico, what's going on? The Me Mexican government's actually pretty good. Is it? Um, they're not too bad at all. I mean, they, they're kind of going along to a degree. They just ordered like 3 million vaccines or something. But uh, people have got the option. They don't have to have it. There's no mandates. Mm -hmm. You don't need a jab or any anything to enter. I mean, I got here and I um, ordered my four-year temporary residency quite quickly. Uh, I just let, simply let my visa expire. And, and they saw that I'd been here six times before. So they said, oh, that's all good. And... Um, they said, why don't you want to go back to Australia? And I said, because I don't want the vaccine. And they approved my residency straight away cool. when I said that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, and I mean, there's a lot of mask wearing. There's a lot of people who just don't get information, who think the pandemic's real. Mm -hmm. By the same token, the government can't push too hard against the people because the people won't stand it. Mm -hmm. There's a spirit of revolution in this country. And uh, the government can never push the people too hard. Very, very strong families here. Yeah. And... Uh, Good people. I mean, I like the Mexican people. They get a bad rap. It's uh, oh, yeah. it's not as dangerous as people think down here. And um, I mean, sure, if you come here and do the wrong thing, you might get in trouble. But um, I, I like the place. And uh, I think, I mean, it's reasonably self-sufficient as far as food goes. A few water issues, but uh, it's, uh, hmm. on the whole, I think it's one of the better places to be. And I read where this fellow is really going to try to close down the GMO corn coming in and going out from Mexico, yeah. which is very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're very good. They don't want GMO stuff here at all. Hmm. Um, they think it just messes with the genome of all their plants. They've got so many different types of corn and stuff here as well. They don't want to lose all that. Yeah. So, um, I was at the markets. Like, South America is amazing. I was at a South American market, and there was a woman there who had, a, a, like, 136 different types of potato. No kidding. At this, I didn't even know there was. I had no idea <laughs> there were that many p types of potato. And this is just one woman at one stall at a market, you know. And you bring all this here just for the one day, like wow, you know, that's an effort in itself. <laughs> but so yeah, so that's that. They don't want any of that stuff changed. So I, I think, um, yeah, the, the people in these countries are very strong, and they don't stand for too much. Uh, yeah, the government tries to push them a little bit, but uh, the government can't ever push too hard because if they do, the people will come for them. And, that's and I guess that's what governments, China and all of them, really fear deep down 
is uh, people storming the castle with pitchforks, right? That's what they, they don't want. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. They don't want that. The problem is it's got down to that. It's, yeah. it's pitchforks, and they've got tanks. You know, yeah, you, you, can't get, you can't let it get to that situation, you know? So. You well, Max, thanks to you for being here. Congratulations on your work. You can check out Max on thecrowhouse.com, uh, videos, audios. And how do people, are you going to continue to do your walk-ins where you just do your videos? Where do they find those? Um, you can go to BitChute, BitChute, my channel on BitChute, which is The Crow House. If you go to thecrowhouse.com and click the face to enter, you'll see BitChute, BitChute. and Odyssey. Um, you'll see the links there, BitChute, Odyssey. I mean, even on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter. I post all the shows there. Well, they they keep me there. I don't know why. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, mainly mainly BitChute. If you just search The Crow House, one word, then you'll find my you'll channel find on BitChute. Okay, Max, on, on you Odyssey take care, well. stay under the radar, now be safe, and Godspeed. Thank you for being on the I show. It, my pleasure, brother. I think it's a bit late for being under the radar. <laughs> That's but, right. Uh, well, you've been above the radar it. your whole life. Thank you, Max. Take Thank care. Thank you, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Max Egan. Cool guy, right? Wow, what a, what a great guy. Yeah, he's been there a long time. And, um, well, it's great stuff. Okay, I will see you. When am I going to see you tomorrow? Hey, we've got a, a couple good shows tomorrow. There's a, a, a couple that I know, uh, Jack and Margie Flynn. They've written a whole book about the banking thing, and they claim they've got some ways around uh, the banking stuff that you're going to like. So I, I'm excited to talk to them. Also, Mike Stone. Mike is not a virologist, but he knows a more virology than real virologists because he didn't go to school, and he's going to explain what's going on with this monkeypox silly thing. So we'll be here tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Thanks for your support. I love you all very much. Thank you. May the blessings be. See you tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Take care. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.